Oh, didn't notice you there, neighbor. Welcome to the show. Um, wow. Thanks for uh, listening in. I have on today's show uh, my good buddy, Anthony Flores. Anthony is a research technologist out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. He um, works alongside physicists getting quantum dots. And don't ask me what that means. I'm still trying to figure it out. And I'd like to have him back on so he can... Um, we can dive back into this conversation all over again. Um, it's a very complex conversation, and I'm I'm still struggling to understand it more or less. Um, I, um, he is an awesome, awesome guy. Uh, I really had a good time with Anthony. Uh, he came out here to El Paso, and we went and hiked up to the top of the Franklin Mountains, and I almost died. But yeah, Anthony's a great guy, and uh, we chit chatted just a little bit and just goofed off. But um, hey, guys. Anthony Flores. All right. Cool. We are live now and recording. Right on. I wanted to start out by saying, um, um, I'm just going to dive right into it. I have a, right in front of me, I have a Tokyo Olympics Cup, Tokyo 2020. So, Anthony, is there a universe where this actually happened? Because I have the mug right in front of me to prove that it happened. But not, <laughs> not this universe, clearly. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what kind of, I guess, universe theory that you believe in. If you yeah. believe that. Yeah. Some people think that all possibilities are simultaneously happening at once, mm-hmm. right? So in a universe where coronavirus actually didn't hit us, yeah, and yeah, the, the Olympics definitely would have continued, and who yeah. knows what else would have happened after that. Yeah, all, all jokes aside, my, my wife, she went to Tokyo um, before. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so she went to Tokyo. Well, did she go to Tokyo? Well, she had to have gone to Tokyo. Maybe she stopped at the airport. My, my brother was up in Misawa, which is like North Japan. Uh, he, she went to go visit them and my niece, nephew, and sister-in-law. And um, I guess she bought this at the airport. They had a whole bunch of Tokyo 2020 Olympics merch and dice, which never <laughs> fell through. So it's a pretty cool coffee, coffee cup. But Damn. Anyways, yeah. So I know we were talking about like, um, like remember, like, <laughs> My understanding is very minimal in comparison to yours, like which is still minimal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot greater than mine. You're you're actually like so. I guess uh, let's let's start like this. Like, how about you just like tell tell me more. Like, uh, I know you kind of went over it yesterday. Like, what you do exactly? Like your role in in working in physics and quantum physics and all that cool stuff. Sure, man. So. Um... Let's see, the, the primary machines that I work on right now, they're called FIBS. So that would be an acronym for Focused Ion Beam System. Mm-hmm. And what we mainly do is we'll do three things. There's uh, implantation, uh, etching, and then uh, deposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main one that I do is, uh, in, in fact, this is the only one that I do, is uh, implantation to make uh, various different things. But the most thing... Uh, common one is uh, silicon silicon vacancies in diamond mm-hmm. uh, which could be used to make quantum dots which are the basis of 
or can be the basis of quantum computers, mm -hmm. possibly. And what, uh, here, keep going, sorry. Oh no, so I, I mean, I primarily just operate in, and uh, maintain these things. So I have to know, you know, how each system works on it, each subsystem, because it's a, most of these are fairly big machines with multiple yeah. parts. Yeah, yeah, and um, how did, like, so I, I, you told me a really cool story, like how this, how, what, what inspired you to start with, and it, it was extraterrestrial, but uh, like, can you give me like, you, if you want to start from there, that's cool too. But uh, you, can you give me like a, a walkthrough, like how you got to doing this kind of work and like where you're at now? Yeah. So I guess it, it all started with that moment. And I guess you can argue maybe whenever I was younger too, I just, I liked math and science to mm -hmm. be honest. Uh, but the main thing that made me very curious in, in physics was, yes, the, the uh, UFO incident. Yeah. <laughs> so just the, the, um, the maneuvers I was watching it doing uh, was not, didn't follow aerodynamics. So we'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. And um, after seeing it just launch away with a blink of an eye, that's when... I was kind of decided on physics. And then uh, from there, I got a high energy internship with uh, one of the doctors at UTA and uh, just continued down the physics course after that. I don't know how necessarily I got into high energy physics or, or accelerators, mm -hmm. but um, I always thought, I guess, the, the technology involved with it was pretty damn impressive. I mean, you're talking about like thousands of amps, superconducting magnets, you know, just <laughs> crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and I remember we, I, I, I vaguely remember this, something about um, you telling me that you were able, using, using that piece of equipment, you guys could look at different species and something to do with cancer. I don't know if any of this rings a bell. Oh, well, uh, that was at my old job with uh, Brookhaven. We're, um, we're making isotopes for uh, not cancer research. Um, shit, what is it used for? It's used for one of the, uh, the, the scans. Uh, I don't want to say, uh, maybe it's CT, mm -hmm. but it's basically that fluid that they inject into. And then from there, they can get some, um, some signal off of it whenever they put radiation onto it yeah so like this a lot of this stuff like i'm hearing what you're saying but it even still goes over my head like like what because uh, like someone put it to me really well the other day because i was asking them um about quantum stuff because they're genuinely interested in the same stuff as well it's like i hit like this brick wall right like all like i can listen to someone talk about quantum science and stuff that we're doing but then like uh, at the in the moment sometimes like oh yeah that makes sense and then when i go to re-explain it i'm just like i don't get it <laughs> like i i completely forgot what <laughs> I learned like or what i just listened to and it, is that a lot to do with because it's not as tangible as like other physics if that is the right way to say it like oh oh yeah i mean like normal physics is you can determine everything right while quantum mechanics is purely probabilistic mm -hmm. you know and you have the, uh, the strange phenomena of the, like the particle wave duality, right? Yeah. You, know, you don't, we talk about you don't have I think. normal physics. Mm -hmm. And that's, and just to clarify, if we're, I think we're talking about the same thing. I think we spoke about it yesterday. It's like, 
there's an app I have on my phone where you can, it's like called a quantum fortune cookie. And you basically, it sends, um, you put in either two different choices, like go left, go right. And then it sends it to a lab in Sweden. They shoot the particle uh, down across a magnetic field of some sort. And then you either, they either view the electron wave going up or down. And yeah, I, so I, I wish I kind of uh, looked up more on that so I could see the mechanism they're doing. But I, I imagine that they're looking at the different spin states of, of the electron. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of this is like new to what we've known, right? Like electrons are wave functions. They're not like a fixed point moving in a certain direction. Is that right? So it's, we have the same description for, um, for normal particles as well. Hmm. And so, so what, sorry, what does that, what does that mean? (laughs) Like when you say have the same description. So it's, it's really hard to describe because I mean, I'll, I'll just quote like Richard Feynman on this. Even if you claim that you understand quantum mechanics, you you don't fucking understand quantum mechanics, right? Oh, that's (laughs) really reassuring. (laughs) Yeah. Like nobody, nobody really does. Yeah. But from what I can I gathered from at least the classes that I have, and again, it's, again, it's just basic, but um, each particle in, uh, will experience a wave behavior. Mm-hmm. So if you you put it through a double slit, then you'll see an interference pattern, which, you know, if they're, they're particles, then you shouldn't be seeing that, right? Or mm-hmm. how would it know to, to form an interference pattern, in, in other words? Yeah, I think it went right over my head. <laughs> I'm sorry. This this is very um, very um, above me. Um, but um, yeah. So what was I gonna ask? We were talking like what was we were talking? And and by the way, for anybody listening, me and Anthony, we went on this hike yesterday, and I almost I, I almost died. And Anthony <laughs> like is a monster like we hiked to the top of the franklin mountains out here in el paso and like i was just not i was i'm in the dad shape that i'm supposed to be in right now because i just have a newborn (laughs) son (laughs) and that has not encouraged me a whole lot to get a lot of sleep or you know get out and be as active um i've been doing a little bit of running and stuff but anthony you definitely like kicked my ass on that i think me and chris both were like struggling to keep up with you like 90 percent of the time but (laughs) Well, hey, dude, you, you got it done, man. That's what counts. Yeah, it, it was. I've, I've been up there a few times and um, it's 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 definitely my favorite hike. There's there's some really other cool spots. Next time you come out, I'll have to take you to a few of the yeah. other. Not as like strenuous, but they're um, they're very um, they're really cool. They're like a, I think I was telling you about one. It's called the Aztec Cave. Oh, and yeah, I've right. Some bouldering up in there. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be cool to check out. But um, so okay. Let's try to let's let me see if I can bring it back. Um, the um, we we're talking. Okay, so how? Okay, I'm trying to figure out how how we brought this up. But you you said something about like like spirit or something like some quantum stuff is might suggest that we're more than just our physical bodies or something like that. Yeah, so here, let me let me think about this a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 
I guess at the most basic look at it, we, we've just determined that if we measure something, then we can change it. So that's a direct correlation of, of um, some kind of choice that we made and we've put out into the world or to the universe, whatever you might want to say, that is actually physically changing something. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a direct correlation of our observance makes a physical change. And that's a huge thing, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, so that I mean that kind of puts a little bit more merit to the idea that there's mm-hmm. there's a consciousness rather than everything just being deterministic atoms. You know? Now now what is like I just like now how does how does okay how what's what's your best explanation i guess on the the quantum side like what what leans the science in that direction more than anything that would say otherwise i guess hmm. i guess i'm just digging for the scientific more of a scientific explanation that's the, i know it's not an easy thing to explain and i get it so but <laughs> but but what's 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 leading you to that that um leading you or other physicists to that um i guess idea Well, so they've, they've experienced uh, this random phenomenon. Take this one experiment that uh, this person has done where they just took a, it was like a quantum computer where it was just, was, but it was at its most basic form where it was just putting a random output of, of zeros and ones. Mm-hmm. And they found that if they got people to, to think on a certain matter, it, it might not even be one or zero, it'd just be yes or no, mm. but it would, um, he would give that um, random ones and zeros more ones or more zeros, depending on the collective uh, thought of people. Mm-hmm. Just insane. Mm-hmm. So, what the, like, what is, what does that say about consciousness? Like, this, I feel like, like diving more into this conversation, I'm, I'm. I get more confused and I feel like there's more questions. Is that like a general like thing? Yeah, no, (laughs) definitely. I mean, it's exciting. Yeah. It's um, to me, it's, it's kind of saying that there's not a way to separate, you know, spirit and science, whatever you might think a spirit may be or consciousness or whatever you might call it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And um, it's, and the science just kind of shows that, we actually can have some quantitative measure of it, right? So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Though we don't understand it at all. At least we know that something's there and we need to probe further, basically. Yeah. So like the some of the physics that they were doing at the lab that I worked at, they're quote unquote looking for new physics. Mm-hmm. So they're going to... Um, Sorry, before, whenever I worked there, they would climb things like gold on gold, gold on silicon, or uh, protons on protons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now they're going to be colliding uh, electrons with protons. And uh, I guess nobody's done that before at the, the energy that we've been, that they proposed. Mm-hmm. So they honestly don't know what they're looking for, which is kind of a funny thing. They're spending like millions and millions of dollars on this project. Yeah. Um, but they, they're hoping for quote unquote new physics. So 
And when you, when you say new physics, is that like new things that are tangible to like our idea of what existence is like a, like you're saying gold and, and all these things like you're. So the gold, the gold and the protons are breaking them down to their, their fundamental constituents, which are quartz, quarks, sorry. Mm -hmm. And, uh, looking at the interactions between them. Mm -hmm. So Um, they're. but so from what like we on a, like quantum level, like y'all are looking at this gold at like a, like a, at like this, I'm, I, remember I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about here. So excuse me. So like, that's no, okay. So, you know, like gold has protons and neutrons, right? Yes. Yes. So if we, you know, if we collide them at a higher enough energy, there's a, a, a decent probability that those protons will hit the other protons of the ones colliding. Because I mean, even though you think like, oh, it's a molecule, mm-hmm. it's a, it might not have that much space in between the protons and neutrons. It's actually a fuck ton of space. It's primarily space. So you're thinking about like trying to collide a cluster of say gnats with another cluster of gnats, right? It's going to be pretty fucking hard. So, yeah. <laughs> so good way um, to get rid of gnats though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's why ultimately my job was to make those groups as compact as i possibly could while still being able to collide them and hopefully getting in enough statistics to to you know tell us something mm-hmm. so y'all so it's really like just aiming you're you're saying more or less like y'all are just i i don't know if it's just gold but just anything to find new physics like you're colliding these particles using i'm just guessing here anything to find something, something tangible, something you said, new physics and what you guys like hope to find, like, or just find anything at all. So, so uh, with some of the experiments, of course, they're, you know, the theoretical physicists that they know what they're looking for, right? Like one of them is mapping out uh, quantum chromodynamics. And I really, I can't talk much about that because dude, it's, it's, it's a hard ass field and I don't fucking know much about it to, to tell you the truth. Um, so, but they, they do theoretically know what they're doing at some points, but this, um, the electron and proton collisions, that, that'll be interesting, even from my point of view. And like I said, I don't know too much because uh, electrons, as we know, for right now at least, do not have any other fundamental constituents, right? It doesn't have quarks. It's just simply an electron. So we don't know, really know what will happen whenever we collide those two together. Mm-hmm. So that's where the, the new physics might come into play because um, we're, there's a fundamental problem in physics, which mm-hmm. kind of sucks, is we can't put in the super big with the super small. We can't put it together, but they should work because our universe is tangible from <laughs> from what we could tell at least. Yeah. Um, so they should be able to, f- to fit together and work and uh, and they just don't. So there's, uh, you know, some scientists think that there's just something that we haven't observed, something that we're missing. And that's what the, the hope is to what do you, find. What do, you, what do you think or excited to find out um, so that I'm, I'm not too sure of, I guess I'm interested in how the development of like, uh, the, the knowledge of neutrinos goes because, mm-hmm. uh, because those are very interesting to me. They're, they're massless, but there's, 
there's uh like trillions of them going through you each second and they have energy right but what is this neutrinos yeah it's a neutrino um there's this experiment in antarctica which is actually super dope they have a uh a bunch of photovoltaic uh, detectors that go down into the ice, deep down into the ice. And uh, whenever a neutrino will go through this ice sometimes, and it's just sometimes there'll be an interaction and uh, which will give off a, like a cone of photons, which we can then measure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and what, you, okay. So what, what it, so, okay. <laughs> So, so, so take the, the neutrino thing, for instance. Um, like I said, there's trillions of uh, them going through us at, at yeah. one moment, and they do have energy. So if you have this one that interacts every once in a while, and you, you can measure it and actually puts off a decent amount of energy, just think if you can control that interaction. Say you can make mm-hmm. those neutrinos interact more. That's, I mean... It's not free energy, right? Because it's it's being taken from some somewhere, but at the same time, they're already out there, right? So if you could harness that, that'd be badass. And that's so you, why we, you know, we try to study these things is to be yeah. able to use them in some tangible way. So you could actually use that energy in one way or another. Is is that right? I mean, if we, we'd have to learn more about it, but I mean, mm-hmm. theoretically, yes, because uh, that inter- say the Antarctica experiment, you know, that interaction with that neutrino had, it gave off light. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you put um, something akin to a solar panel there, and boom, you just got the energy yeah. from that light. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay, I'm following now. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that is really cool. And so that's, Wow. Um, I was listening to someone talk about um, nuclear energy or something like that. And it has kind of like a bad rep because of things like Chernobyl and um, a bunch of other shitty things that have happened with nuclear technology. But isn't it like one of the, I don't know if you know this or not, but I've heard that it's like one of the cleanest like types of energy to use. Um, so your, your, your lane or anything, but I'm sure you probably know more than me. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know too much about it, but I I do know that, you know, nuclear reactions will give off some kind of radioactive waste at at some point. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, which won't be too much per, I guess, you know, I mean, you'll get a lot more energy than I guess the mass that you'd be getting out. You know, mm-hmm. and then you could store that and say some some desert. I mean, uh, you know, a bunker underneath the desert. Nobody will be able to reach it as long as you keep it contained. Yeah. Um, but of course, there are risks, right? Because it is radioactive, and also, uh, let's we we can quantitatively measure all these things so we can yeah. control control it now. But there's always limits to that control, right? There's mm-hmm. There could be malfunctions in the system. And if you look at the case of Chernobyl, like you read the report and then they kind of knew things were going wrong. Yeah, yeah. But then they just kind of kept with it. And, you know, I guess that's kind of an an ethics kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But but no, I mean, it it should be able to, to 
give a decent amount of energy for relatively low risk. Mm-hmm. It's just people, you know, they hear radioact- uh, radioactive and they're like, oh my God, you know. Yeah. They remember all the stories. It's because though. they don't un- understand it. And then we had then, and then, like you said, there was a lot of uh, questionable things there during Chernobyl. Chernobyl. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, well, like that, I, I think that's like a big thing, right? Like a lot of people are looking to sol- solve this carbon emissions issue and saving the planet and all this stuff. And like, you're talking about this Antarctic um, um, experiment and like, we're like looking for some way to lower our carbon footprint somehow. And it seems to me being an idiot, everything is made of carbon, like your shoes, the house you live in, your car, like emits, uh, I mean, there's just so much like, like I, I just don't see, I can't wrap my mind around turning it around, but, and I don't know what, what, what's your take? Um, so we've done a lot, we've done a lot of damage, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We we definitely, well, I guess you know, I scientists have quantitatively measured not just you know small uh, weather changes, but actual climate change, which is like eh, it's pretty impressive. And then also, uh, oh man, so I know this is kind of like a side tangent, but it has to do with it. But have you seen the the photos of um, above, say like China or even the parts of the United States after? Uh, COVID. No, I, I don't think I have. Like, this so you is, can, like after like after COVID hit. So yeah, it was whenever basically the the most of the restrictions were in place. So not that many people were driving and stuff. Yeah. Dude, it's 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 crazy. Like over China and in New York, the amount of pollution reduced by like ninety percent is insane. Yeah, yeah I saw. Um, okay, so I, I think I know what you're talking about. I think they started releasing like a lot of photos, and I remember one um being now this one i i i'm not i haven't dug too much into it but i heard it's kind of bogus like i don't know if you saw the one in italy when they're like oh the canals are all clean and stuff and um yeah i I saw that i think it was the sediment or something that like that that a lot of like they have a ton i've been to venice before they have like tons of boats and uh yeah boats tons of boats just all moving around i guess it kicks up sediment but um yeah, I sorry, I had to throw in, I guess, play a little devil's advocate there on that one. But I I I, I did hear that the, it has reduced a lot and I can attest. So I told you like I was like out in the desert doing training um mm-hmm. when we were getting the whole thing that COVID hit and everything like shut down. And I like I was I left a world that was like completely populated, busy, and all that to come back to like empty streets people going crazy at Walmart, Walmart completely empty. But one thing I do remember, man, and, and it, it, it completely, it gave me the idea that there's definitely something significant about what we do as human beings and how it affects the earth. So, you, you know, the, you know, tr- the, the highway that goes up into the mountain that we took trans mountain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at that time, I had never seen it. I've been living in El Paso since 2017. I had never seen anything like it. There was so much grass and green covering 
all that mountain and you've seen the mountain it's like completely rock and and dirt like it's not it's not very doesn't have a lot of vegetation it's a lot of dry vegetation if anything like cactus stuff like that this thing was covered in green grass and the poppy fields were they had these yellow poppies that just spread like fucking crazy man i mean it was so beautiful there's a little like uh, museum um right before you get you get up onto um as you're going up the trans mountain highway the little museum right there and just you could people would park and walk through there social distancing all that but um it was it was crazy and someone said that the poppies will never grow like that for they didn't even know how long it was like years tons and tons of years it won't happen again and it hasn't happened before for the longest time so that kind of planted a seed in my brain that what we do and how we interface on this earth does kind of fucking matter because I could see a difference for sure just on the mountain alone and now I haven't lived in El Paso my whole life but in the time I have been here that I could definitely see that something something happened something significantly happened there weren't cars and everybody wasn't moving around yeah damn if, uh, what do I know? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I've kind of saw the same thing in uh, like in Long Island. Um, I had to go back and, and grab my stuff. I want to say it was like early May, mm-hmm. but it was a significant change. I don't know if you've ever, um, wait, you told me you've been to New York, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, uh, sorry if there's any New Yorkers listening, but man, it, it smells like shit. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I, I always thought New York smelled like shit. And, uh, <laughs> Dude, I went back to grab my stuff and uh, it was just super fresh. I was like, yeah. holy shit. Just everything smelled fresh and, and it was quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was, it's a bad situation. So it's a, it's a weird feeling, right? But uh, it was just kind of nice to experience that. Yeah. How do you, I just don't know like where we go from here too. Like, like it's it's such a crazy time to be alive. Like I never thought in 2020, like we'd be in this position. <clears throat> it's it's so crazy. It's like the perfect storm of anything that could go wrong will go wrong. Almost it seems like, <laughs> and, yeah, and it, it's not the end of the world. I'm an optimist, but oh yeah, for sure. It's it's uh, it definitely seems like there has to be some kind of turning point here pretty soon. I don't know for better or for worse. Um, I'm like I said, I'm an optimist. I think for better, but Corona definitely I think has opened the eyes to a lot of people because it seems to me that things have gotten so easy for us. Like the gap between the Spanish flu a hundred years ago and the coronavirus, like the way of life in 1920 in comparison to uh, 2020, those are two drastically different lives. You implement smartphones, everyone has a car, um, information is accessible, whether you think it's fake news or not, there's, you can get, you, you can learn almost anything on YouTube and, and Google these days. It's, it's just, I mean, it's, we live in such a different time and oh yeah, for sure. work is so easy too. It like, it takes almost little, like, I know this sounds horrible, but it's, it almost it takes little effort today to raise a family than it did in the 1920s. Like, I mean, like you used to really have to do hard work. Like life was hard, chopping wood, <laughs> fucking you, laying down railroad tracks by hand, you know, like fucking life. Yeah. You know what, you know, what's funny though. And, and interesting about that is you're right. We have 
all these uh, technological advancements that make things easier for us. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of funny where you see people's, uh, I guess, life satisfaction mm -hmm. and uh, it's gone down. Right. Like people yeah. are, are more sad or more have more anxiety and depression. And it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a strange thing. Uh, it's kind of like we're putting ourselves in, in our own uh, technological prison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's weird. It's, it's really weird. I, I was honestly like, um, I was really um, hopeful. Um, like, so we're talking like hopeful this way. This is a perfect example. And I didn't know, like, hopeful is a horrible word to use because I didn't know what the fuck I was thinking at 16 years old. But like when my space <laughs> came around, right, I thought it was the most exciting shit ever because like I could listen to music anywhere and everywhere. I could connect with bands and figure out, find these little cool local bands and go to their shows. And like, it was exciting. Like I, I and I, I don't want to say like I saw too much of a future of it, but it seemed like very hopeful, I guess is, is a good word, but it seemed like it was, that was going somewhere and it sure as fuck went somewhere. It, <laughs> it completely <laughs> like changed everything. Like once Apple music, Spotify came around, like it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, um, definitely. But um, yeah. And it's kind of turned on us at the same time. It, like you said, it's kind of, we're in this technological prison now and even though it's saying, because it's, it's the way that these, these programs are, are written or built, I guess their, their purpose for them. Right. It's like you, because what's their business model, right? They're trying to get advertisers yeah. and advertisements do the best whenever their users, which would be us. I mean, I don't have a social media, but people who have social media would be amount, the amount of time that they spend on those things. So these companies are literally like using people's psychology mm. to keep them on these apps. Right. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the, the social network or the, the social something? It's like a, it's a something on Netflix. Oh, the, the social dilemma. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so I, I mean, I, I watched that with my, my wife, and you know, again, I don't have social media, but it's kind of easy to, to, to see these things. It's almost scary. Yeah. So and these guys that are, what's that? You have you have zero social media, no Facebook, no Instagram, none of that stuff. Yeah, no, I, I have a, uh, a messenger, but I don't even use it really. You dirty dog, you! How dare you not have social media in twenty twenty? <laughs> No, that's awesome. Um, I that's that's really awesome. Keep going. I know I interrupted you. I just had to. Oh no, it's it's all good. It was pretty much finished. Uh, the only thing I was gonna say is, uh, you know, I thought that documentary was interesting because they were from people that were on the top level of these corporations, right? Yeah. Like one of them was a uh, well, like the ex CEO. There's the uh, what some of the founders of the algorithms for YouTube and, and mm -hmm. Google, like the dude who invented the like button, you know, like yeah. it's fucking, yeah. fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all saying, you know, they like, they say, Hey, it was, it wasn't meant to be, to be bad. It was meant to be good. Kind of like what you were saying, like there's awesome things that happened from it, but it was just kind of the need to make it good for advertisers and then also just appealing to people's fucked up psychologies <laughs> kind of messed it up. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's such a shitty thing to say, but I feel like, like 
being negative or like talking shit to people or anything like that is a lot more attractive. Like watching a car, car crash is more exciting than watching um, someone help an old lady across the street. If that makes any sense. Like we're yeah, like no, we're fascinated by these things for whatever reason. Yeah, and even the uh, man just, it's kind of funny. Well, it's sad, really. You scroll through the YouTube comments and how many people are fucking bashing each other, but saying horrible things, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, just like, I hope you fucking die tonight. I'm like, whoa, dude. <laughs> dude. Yeah. And it's it's so easy to do these things over, over your phone or over a computer, man. It's so easy, but... Um, so I, I was, I was doing jujitsu for a good while. And, um, um, once COVID hit, I kind of, I, I kind of stopped going to the gym I was going to, but one thing I learned as I was going up through the ranks, I'm not high ranked at all. Like I was, um, getting pretty close to my blue belt. I was about to, be, I, I'm pretty sure I was getting around my fourth stripe and then hopefully blue belt. I shouldn't be a blue belt. What is it? October. This was my goal was to be a blue belt around now. So yeah, if, okay. Yeah, but anyways, not that that means shit. This the ranking system never meant shit to me. Um, it was it's the, the the art of it is, and you and I feel like I learned that too, and I learned to appreciate like not worrying about getting promoted, but because well, there's a lot of there's a lot to unpack there, but um, more or less, um, when when I would learn more or progress, like I would have like I was like a third stripe, and then I'd have some guy come in brand new to to the class and everything and completely wrap my ass up like no strike just plain white belt come in and kick my ass and mm-hmm. and i've same with big people and small people and like n- none of that matters i've had big guys i could i could throw around and then i've had small guys that threw me around guys smaller than me and it humbled me in the sense that the more like i would learn this the skill of jujitsu the more like I appreciated and, and being humbled by getting choked out a few fucking times. I, just <laughs> wanna, I didn't want to fuck with people as much and yeah, no. bring it full circle to what we're talking about. It's like, I get, I'm man, I'm a human being. I'm a regular dude. I, I get angry at shit just like anybody else does. And sure, yeah. you know, there's been times I wanted to be, like go up to someone and be like, you know what? Fuck you. But like through my little bit of jujitsu that I've gone through I've come to realize like you know what maybe that's not the way because <laughs> you never know <laughs> who you're fucking with and it's so easy to get caught up in that game with social media and like shitting on people but then once it becomes like tangible and it's in the real world it's a whole another fucking ball game and that kind of also brings it even back more to like we're talking about like the difference between 1920 and 2020 like we are so disconnected from like the tangible realities of certain hardships and things that it's like, it's like the perfect storm. Of course there's social media in a time that we we've like kind of lost um, sense of how rough life is a little bit and what, like, I'm not, I'm not advocating to go get punched in the face or start fighting or start jujitsu <laughs> or anything like that. It's not what I'm doing, but I, I definitely see there's like this huge disconnect and social media definitely kind of amplifies that issue. If that makes any sense at all. No, I mean, I kind of understand what you mean is um, in a way we've just kind of gotten soft from our lack of um, 
probably lack of suffering, which of course I, you know, um, you know, you don't want people to suffer. Right. But at the same time, you're right. They're just kind of losing a basis with reality because everything's kind of hunky dory, Yeah, which like anything can flip shit within a few minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's weird, man. It's really weird. I've seen it with the military too. Like, um, and I haven't been in a long time. I haven't deployed to a combat zone. I'm not a bad motherfucker. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really, I've been really, I've had a great career so far. Um, I've been really lucky in a lot of ways, maybe even lucky that I haven't deployed. But one thing that I have, like, it's given me perspective on is I've definitely watched it change. And I took a break in service too, I, I might mention. So I, I joined from 2011 to 2015 and then took a break, came back in 2017. And the army, that I was in in 2011 to 2015 was very different to the one I came back to. And there was still like the hype of Iraq and all that stuff going on. And there was a lot of people like soldiers deploying, like when I say soldiers, it's bad. So let me, let me rephrase that. So um, like you have, you have your lower enlisted, which is private to specialist, right? So almost every specialist I came, came in contact with back in 2011 had a deployment patch. The majority of these guys had already deployed. When I first got to my first unit, every specialist had a deployment patch. Coming 2017, almost no specialists have a deployment patch. It's actually um, pretty rare to see a sergeant with a deployment patch and even some E6s with deployment patches, which is a staff sergeant. So it was just a different vibe. Like the tempo was a lot higher when I first joined and we were always getting ready for something. I had a first hour. I was like, everybody's going to combatives. Y'all are going to train and learn how to do um, combatives, which is more or less jujitsu, military jujitsu. Um, but okay. it's the tempo was so different. And now it's like, it's a weird political game and it kind of sucks <laughs> a little bit. Cause I, I don't like, I don't like playing politics. I like to um, go to work, do my job, go home. And uh, I, I imagine it's uh, probably because, right now is considered more of a peacetime right yeah i mean i'm sure yeah. there are aggressors but yeah. there's not a, di- a direct conflict right now i mean of course i'm like i said i don't, I don't know too much right so i don't want to be saying something stupid but oh no you're good man I, I don't i don't even know honestly like one thing i've learned about the military is like every unit's different right so you got like airborne units you got tank divisions you have anything and everything you think of military wise right and all these units have different functions. You have military intelligence, you have special forces, rangers, so on and so forth, right? They all have different functions. And you know how you did things over maybe in the MI brigade is gonna be different than how you do things over in the signals brigade and will be drastically different to an airborne unit to drastically different to a, a tank division or whatever. So like the best thing you can do is like take the good from each unit you get to interact with and then apply it. And sometimes those things that worked in the signals unit won't work in the tank division. So it's a lot of just kind of like you almost have, it's like starting school all over. Again, you can keep the basic building blocks of what they teach you for leadership and um, basic military training, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, it, you can, you never know what you're going to interface with when you get to your next unit. And it's, it's a lot about being resilient and flexible. And the thing I've grabbed the most from all that is 
no one will ever know what the army actually is as much as like, cause you'll meet so many people in the army. They're like, Oh, this is, this is the army. This is how it is. This is what you do. This is how you're successful in the army. Well, it's, that's all fine and dandy. But like I said, every unit's so drastically different. You never know. So um, huh, yeah, I don't know if that made any sense at all, but um, no, no, I mean, it does, but that's my perspective. It doesn't mean I'm right. I don't, I don't know. That's just what I've noticed so far. Um, okay. But yeah. So um, I was going to say metal. You still, you're still, um, what, what, what metal do you listen to right now? Oh man. Mainly. Uh, I haven't been like looking up new music. Mm-hmm. So mainly just the stuff I, I used to listen to like uh, between the barrier me chorus, uh, black Dolly murder. It's Joe. Mm-hmm. Some suicide silence every once in a while. August burns red. Mm-hmm. All those good ones. Hell yeah. Yeah, I used to love August. Well, I still love August burns red. I'm trying to remember the album. I'm trying to, I think it's the one with the candle in the hand. Oh, like, uh, Messengers. Yes, Messengers is one of my favorite albums. By yeah, me. man. That one's sick. I, I love that album. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. Um, it, it's just, it's, like just thinking about like those days, like jamming out in middle school. <laughs> yeah. Ago, but it seems like just yesterday. Yeah, you know, man. I would have never imagined it would bring us both to like this side of the world. But yeah, I agree. It's crazy. Especially since we've both been in pretty far places, I guess. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you, uh, I don't know if I asked you, but do you miss New York at all? Uh, not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess the, there's some few things about New York that I like, right? Like, like New York City is pretty badass. I'm not gonna lie. Like Manhattan is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly, dude, I just could not get over like one, how many people there were there. The mm-hmm. population density is just insane. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I know this gets sound like kind of uh I don't know, fucked up me for me to say, but it's just it's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, my yeah. wife and I we went to uh, what's up? Like the idea that that many people live on top of each other like constantly. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. This is uh it's unsustainable, right? Yeah. My wife and I we walked out to uh Jones Beach and I told her before we went, I'm like, dude, it's like it's in the middle of summer. It's on the weekend. I'm like, you sure you want to go? She's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, there was, had to have been like, I don't know, like two or 300,000 people that we could see within eyes view on the beach, right? Just looking left to right. It's like a fuck ton of people. Ash cheek to ash cheek. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, dude. I was yeah, like, oh my God. Can't enjoy and like, that. what blows my mind too is like each one of them has, has to pay. And it's yeah. at least 20 bucks to get in. So you're like, man, just in that one day, these, these people have made like at least $2 million. Right. That's, that's fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that is insane. That, that is crazy. That's a huge moneymaker. I oh, mean, do that. New York's like a marvel. Like I'm not gonna lie. I've been, it's, it's marvelous to look at. It's, it's a great place to, I would say to visit like, cause there's some amazing historic stuff there. Oh uh, yeah. And it's, 
it's an incredible place. Like it really is that to Humans think are like, insane. that that hum, humankind has created that. Like it's marvelous. I don't know. I, I, I don't know any other way to put it. I was in the same light. I know this is kind of a political thing, but I'm I'm not, I'm not going to try to make it political. We're I was watching. I came across some YouTube channel where this guy he just solely reports on China, and he had like the background of his like channel or whatever was Shanghai. And I was like, how insane is that? And it's, it's, it's a beautiful skyline. It's, it's incredible. And I was like, it's oh, yeah. crazy that a communist government like created that. And you, you don't just like in the idea that we can just like undo that, undo, undo communism. Like, like it's, you, you know, it's a funny, um, it, sorry that you, you, I interrupted, but no, um, you, you look at those buildings and like you said, you know, like, oh man, this is, this is great that w- what we've built, that wasn't communism. That wasn't capitalism, like a government. That was the people. Yeah. The people, the people did all yeah. that shit. Right. Yeah. I think people need to stop looking away. I mean, start looking away from these giant organizations as like con- the main contributors of, of mm-hmm. our society and, and, you know, kind of look to ourselves again. Yeah. And we, we talked about this yesterday too, didn't we? Like, I think, I think I, I can't, what's the scenario? Oh yeah. The Walmart scenario. So I say this all the time, man. Like I definitely believe in self-responsibility a hundred percent. I definitely think people need to take a hundred percent responsibility for their actions, how they interface in the world. The issue though, is like, how do you apply that same, like, okay. A lot of people want self-government. They want the the government to just do whatever i don't even know what they want the government to exactly do but they want to be able to govern themselves solely right but you go to a walmart parking lot and <laughs> there's carts everywhere like people I and mean, that's probably maybe a horrible example but people can't even be bothered to take their shopping cart to the all the stations they have scattered all across the parking lot yeah so no like how do i you, mean where's the middle ground there has to be a middle ground right so yeah i mean that, that middle ground there is like how, it's the the justice system, honestly. I mean, uh, I'm not saying go around give everybody a fine, right? But it's this sense of community that you keep yeah. us by doing the right thing. So, and also, it's a it's kind of a citizen's responsibility too. You see some asshole just leave leave the cart. You have two options, well, three options really. You can leave it there, not do anything. You can go over and tell the dude like, "Hey, don't be a dick. Put away your cart." Yeah. And he or might or might not do it or you could put away the cart yourself right yeah and it's not it's not too hard to push cart so i mean that's one of those uh lead by example things yeah 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 for sure i can i can see that yeah but ultimately i mean from i don't know i don't want to get too much into politics but what i think a government should do is just Honestly, the, the way that the Constitution set it up, right? Like, I, th- I think they should protect our freedoms, yeah. uh, ch- change legislation uh, as needed as, um, you know, technology and also people uh, change, right? It's yeah. a li- living, breathing document. So yeah. as long as, the, see, corrupt people have to stay out of the way. And, and not only that, it's like uh, normal people such as ourselves, we have a responsibility to point out corrupt people. And that's where the justice system needs to take over and actually do its job. Yeah, I, I, can, I can agree to all that for sure. Yeah, and it's, it's such a, and that's such like, um, 
it's such a tough time to like even have these kind of thoughts and ideas because we're like a lot of people right now they're like and and I felt this genuinely for a while a lot of people feel like the system's kind of bugged like they feel like it's the justice system isn't working anymore or it's not working in favor or if you ask like a lot of people it's funny because like you have people that are either like 100% pro-right or 100% pro-left they're they're it's it's which which is crippling honestly because we have both the I mean good ideas on both ends of the spectrum right it's kind of ridiculous that we can't uh what's it called make a compromise with each other right that's that's why our government was set up the way it was so there's no like absolute we shouldn't have to like you know have conflicting views and then fucking fight over them that's childish yeah yeah Yeah, there there has to be a way to bring it back and definitely and i think i think conversations like this and like talking like this actually does help like especially when people listen and they they see like i more or less honestly i don't See, this is where I'm, I'm not sure of, right? Like I, I see that the country is super divided, but I think honestly, deep down, if people actually talked to one another, they'd probably find more in common or at least the root of why they believe what they believe um, to yeah. be very similar in nature to what they think the opposing side is, if that makes any sense at all. Sure, and, yeah, of course. And like, it's easy to say from an ivory tower, oh, your problems are like this because of X, Y, and Z, or to say the same from the ground level, like, oh, well, you have it so good because of this, this, and that. But there's, life is not as simple as black and white. There's a huge spectrum of things. Yeah, well, and that's why we need to, people need to kind of get their emotions out of the way. And like, if they do have issues like that, they need to come up with solutions. This, this whole like, you know, just protesting to protest or just, you know, rioting and shit like that's, I'm sorry, it's not going to do anything, right? Mm -hmm. There has to be some kind of solution because if if you don't have a statement of what you want, then (laughs) are you going to be given anything, right? Yeah, I I mean, I agree. You know, there's, it's funny you say that because like, I mean, I'm all for protesting. I want people to protest, want them to go do that. You know, yeah, it's the right right to do that. So all about it, 100% about it. Don't care if I agree with you or not. Go do your thing. But one thing that my wife was telling me was she has a cousin. Um, I wanted to try to get him on here, but he's more left-leaning liberal. My wife's from the UK. Um, he's over in the UK. I don't even know actually if he's in the UK right now, but he definitely leans more left on the political spectrum. But it's from the way she described it, it's a lot different to what you're american left would be and this guy he is a heart of gold man like he's actually like on ground he's not protesting he doesn't do the protesting that he's on ground on refugees camps giving out food water doing all these things Hell like, yeah. he's trying to make a difference for the things that he believes where people need help he's on ground doing humanitarian work which is That's a lot great. different than holding like not to shit on people protesting but if all you're doing is holding the sign up and saying like fuck you you know burn down the capitol building whatever your your sign says like and that's it there's so much more work that goes into it as well like other than just voting and doing those things there's other things you can involve yourself in in your community even like sure yeah to to make a direct change right i had i had a one of my friends she's a foster parent and 
Uh, she owns her own charity and stuff. I had her on the podcast um, a while back. And I mean, she is at homeless shelters, feeding homeless people. There's work that you can do. There's stuff, there's more than just, I get it. You know, it's, it's really easy for me to say, cause I have, I've been really lucky, man. I haven't had to feel the weight of like all the economic collapse going on right now. And not, I've, I've been lucky to get paid and stuff. And not oh, have yeah, to same, same here. And um, so that hasn't hit me directly. And I, I haven't been the victim of any police brutality or anything like that. I've, I've had run-ins with police when I was younger, but, and that was never fun, <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah. and I, I definitely have a view of those times like that. I'm kind of in like, but at the same time, like maybe I was just being a shithead. I don't know, but neither here or there. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought, man. Oh, damn. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> no, it's so good. But like, even given all that, um, it's, I know it's probably easy for me to say these things because I, I don't feel the weight of it, but I do know um, there's, there's work that you could do. There's, there's definitely more than just protesting. And, and I'm, and once again, I got to say it again, like, I'm not saying don't go protest. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will hate me for saying like, oh, he's telling us not to protest, but that's not what I'm saying at all. But I mean, I'm trying to encourage if anything, like, like there's other stuff you can do to help your community other than just protest. Oh yeah, definitely. It's almost counterproductive if that's all you're doing. Like there's so much more you can do. Yeah. I agree. But um oh, so um so let's just uh, I have a situation where you know a, a direct solution might be you know great. Uh so I don't know if I told you but one time I was I went to Mexico uh to visit my wife. She was there and our dog had died. Mm-hmm. And um so I had a, a friend looking after my dog while I was gone. Well, <laughs> I get a, a call 3 days later. Mm-hmm. Uh, finding out that he's getting arrested mm-hmm. i'm like wait what the fuck mm-hmm. and uh the, you know he's uh he's black so he you know of course he was like uh he thought it was it's all because of that and and i do have reason to believe that he got arrested because he was black because uh, uh they they accused him of basically just having my dog chained chained up uh to this post all the time and it's illegal but it wasn't his dog. Yeah. So really he shouldn't have been arrested at all. But uh, long story short, I, uh, he, I had to bail him out of uh, jail basically, and then hire a lawyer. So he, um, no, no, this, um, so I had to come back to the States, right. And and deal with this situation. Um, You were in Mexico when it happened and you had to come back to the States. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so also the police took my dog too. So I had to get my dog back from the police and it it was a whole mess. Right. I had to spend like $4,000 on this lawyer Mm -hmm. to get, get my friend acquitted of these charges. Well, he got acquitted, right. Because there was no evidence actually stating that he did anything, Mm. but uh, nothing happened after that. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what I think is fucked up. Right. So like, he was put in this situation where he was arrested. Yeah. He could have had this shit on his record. He yeah. had to pay. Well, I had to pay for lawyers and then there's no compensation for it. Yeah. Like he had psychological damage from it. He, yeah. uh, I mean, of course, money. And then they didn't do shit. And 
that to me there that's where in on like a solution could be put into place basically right away yeah whereas if you're acquitted of a charge then you should at least be compensated for not only like the lawyer's fees that you had to pay but also for the time that they put you in jail and and stressed you the fuck out (laughs) yeah yeah i agree you know this this is a i know this is a a touchy subject as well with the police and stuff. And I definitely think the police are under siege. And I definitely um, don't think that defunding police is the right answer. I, um, I agree with you. That's, um, there's think, other things that need to be done. Yeah. I think there's other things that need to be done. Exactly. I think exa- I never even thought about what you had just said, like repercussions for um, I guess, malpractice, like a doctor would get um, if a doctor performs surgery and didn't do it ethically or, or the way it was spo- a surgery, the way it's supposed to be done, he would be, Oh, he would get sued exactly. without a doubt. Exactly. And, and I get it. Police have a really tough job. And I've, I've tried to explain this to, um, to other people. Like, so the best way I can think of it is being in the military. And so this is, this is how I, I think I explained to my mom this way. I was like, it's one way, one thing, if you're, if you have a toxic work environment and you work in an office, right? It's really shitty if, if you work in a toxic work environment in an office. I'm not saying oh, yeah. that would be bad. it sucks. But when you work like on the front lines as a police officer in a police department or in the military and you're in a toxic unit in a toxic police department, that can, re- that can mean a very different thing. It can mean life or death. It can mean um, racial injustices. It can mean so much more than than just, you know, some creepy guy um, checking out all the girls at the office. And that's, <laughs> that's really horrible, but and I'm, not, I'm not trying to say they're one's better than the other, but uh, that they both suck. But when it, but it's not, it can, doesn't necessarily mean it's life threatening and it's not directly affecting the entire community, which all the police surround. It's not affecting foreign countries where we have military engaging uh, with, um, foreign allies and, and um, people in other countries. Right. So it, it can be a very devastating thing. And we're seeing a lot of that starting to unfold in our own country. And I don't think defunding the police is, and I think definitely like some kind of rep, reprimand for like uh, uh, malpractice. And I've also thought, um, you know, some kind of checks and balances system, like, because I've seen um, or heard that a lot of these police officers, they they might get dropped from, let's say, L.A. County, right? And then they move up to Santa Rosa or San Francisco or somewhere else, and they get a job being a cop in a new department. Like, there should be some kind of, like, national database that says, like, hey, this cop has been, you know, like, like if, like, they can get ticks on their record for how many times they um, engaged, like, with your, your friend in your situation, and mm-hmm. and assess like hey where's this guy at or yeah, and, and see uh, implementing something like that would actually be relatively simple with like our computer technology we have right Absolutely. it wouldn't be that that hard to implement and it would be it's a simple solution and i think it would do wonders but i mean it's it's things like that that people need to be thinking of and, and proposing right yeah just saying like, oh, let's get rid of all the police. That's, it's ridiculous. Right? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I don't, I don't think people, I think you're, if you were to ask people, I don't think people really know what that means or the, yeah. 
or the gravity of not having police. Like there, there's some great police officers, man. Like I've, I've, I've rolled with some in Jiu-Jitsu, some guys in, in that um, I've rolled with. They're great guys. They're really good guys. They're family guys. They care. They want to make oh, the yeah. a better place. And, and also, also, I think one of the problems is like people are having this idea that there's just, there's not bad people in the world. Like yeah, I, that's, that's just absolutely dumb, but man, I know this is kind of a, a silly example, but do I worked at a gas station? So I, for three years, so you see the range of everybody, like everyone goes to get gas at some point mm-hmm. and dude, there's, there's just some fucking bad people, man. I don't know how, how else to describe it. Yeah. So, I mean, they just want to cause trouble. It's just as yeah, simple as that. Like to watch the world burn. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, and I, I don't, I don't know how you, what you do or how you make allowance for it, but I mean, surely um, getting rid of the police is not the answer and holding the police to this, this uh, like, they're all supposed to be perfect role model citizens. Like I heard someone say it too. I can't, it may have been on like another podcast or something, but like, it should be, it should like really mean something to be a cop. Like it should mean something to be a serviceman too. Like if, if you see someone like in uniform, like, I would like, you know, like my kids and, you know, myself to be able to look at a cop and not be like, oh, he might be a racist or he might be this or that. And that's the image they're getting right now. But instead, like, oh, he's a cop. That means something like, man, like he had yeah, to I mean, that. It shouldn't just be like an easy process. They deal with a lot of shit. And yeah, no, I mean, like they should be, I mean, like educated. And, and honestly, yeah, like you said, we should be kind of uh, like looking up to them almost be like awesome yeah good job right yeah so it's a shit job like I, I mean like I went through EMT training not that that's anything close to what they do but when I was like doing my like um, my ride-alongs with um, I can't remember the name MedStar I think it was and um, the fire departments like dude what a stress dude just to deal with like like that end of things and police deal with the same stuff every oh, day dude, hell yeah and like i mean my my brother was a military police and one of the things that he would say is like man i get calls all the time about uh like dudes just beating their wives man he's yeah. like and, yeah. and you know that shit happens every day so i mean you take away the police there goes that woman's just gonna be get beat like every day yeah. you know yeah. and that's that shit's sad yeah. I want to, I want to try to bring a conversation back around to some, some quantum stuff that just crossed my mind. Um, I wanted to cool. ask you about multiple worlds theory. I know I, we spoke about it a little bit yesterday, kind of like how a lot of people in the uh, scientific or not scientific community, but the, that, that world that you live in <laughs> more, than, <laughs> more than I do. Um, they, a lot of them are starting to lean uh, towards the idea that that's probably more of the reality and, What's your take? What do you think? And why all those things? So I, you know, I think it's a, it's a possibility. Now, granted, it's, it's far out there and the mathematics are way above my level. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if, if that's true, then that idea that, you know, like, oh, everything is possible. It kind of sounds silly, but mm-hmm that would be possible at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. So, 
And, and I guess for anybody that's, that's listening to like multiple worlds theory um, is um, that there, I'm going to butcher this, but there's multiple worlds. Like there's a hundred different millions of different Anthony's and me and you having this conversation and maybe slight differences or I'll let you explain it better than me probably. Yes. Yeah, so, so there's many uh, different theories of it. There's a, there's a theory that there's a finite amount of worlds. So there's uh, only a certain amount of different possibilities of, of uh, I guess, timelines. But um, I, I would kind of lean more towards the, uh, the infinite worlds theory where there's infinite possibilities and they could simultaneously be happening uh, at once within yep. our, I guess we'd call it space or, or subspace. Mm-hmm. And, and why the infinite one? So I guess to me, there'd be no reason why it would be finite. I mean, because if you look at, at the the universe now, it doesn't lean towards that. I mean, we we view out into space and we can only see so far because our measurement system is based off of electromagnetic radiation, right? So even though light travels fast as fuck, it's like three times 10 to the eighth meters per second, which is just unbelievably fast. And in the, the um, lens of the universe, that's slow as shit. Mm-hmm. So we really can't even see that far. Um, so we don't even know if our local universe is is finite or not. We, yeah, we we kind of assume it to be. Yeah. But I, to me, I think that's a that's a bad assumption. Yeah. What is it? Uh, is the universe, like I was watching something the other day, the universe is supposed to like the last. Oh, I think it's a star. The last star is supposed to die in a hundred trillion years. It was like I was looking at some kind of map of like, like from the Big Bang all the way to the hundred trillion years of the last red dwarf dying or something like that. And um, like, we're just like a blip and all that. What is supposedly human, not even human um, life on earth is only 4 billion years old. Yeah. um, I think so. I think that sounds right. Yeah. Like I can barely wrap my mind around that. Right. Like (laughs) to think that there's like, like tons more of that going on and like there's like it's just it's an insane thing it's like one of the it's 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 one of the more fascinating subjects that um i've enjoyed like looking at because like we've talked about like the wave function right so we talked about like or um what do you call it like the electron wave and like um the what is it the the, the, particle wave duality yes and um that there's possibilities that, you know, you're more than just your body, or at least that's what, um, and and correct me if I, if I fuck any of this up, but that's, that's kind of what the quantum science is leaning towards is that you're more than just your physical body. And, um, that, you know, there's these multiple worlds and like, it's, it's just this, it sounds like woo woo. It really does. It just like, I would have never thought there'd be science that would be leaning and suggesting towards these things. And I I've, I've done my fair share of meditation. I've had some pretty profound experience. And, and did I tell you about that dream I had about the, um, going into like the multiverse or whatever? Did I, did I oh say- yeah. Yeah. 
Dude, so I'm, I'll just tell tell it again, just so um, people can hear. So I, I was reading this book, um, and it's the Tibetan. Hold on, I'll pull it up. What is it called? Just a second. It was a. It's a really good book, the Tibetan Yogas of Dream and Sleep. And I'm, it. So more or less, like, it's a lot about like. They, they talk about like laying in certain positions as you're falling asleep and you're like doing breathing techniques. Right. So I started practicing these things. I'm not, I'm not like a stranger doing meditation. I have some pretty weird experiences meditating before. And if you've ever, like, I'm sure you, you rock climb and, uh, mm-hmm. and like even yesterday was a good example. There are points and, and I'm not as in great shape, but like, and there, it's not even that I was in great shape. I didn't eat anything. I was very irresponsible. <laughs> I probably didn't drink enough water, but there was points on that hike yesterday that I felt like I was almost out of my body. I don't know how to explain it, but anyways, I've had these kind of experiences before. And with the dream, the dream, I go to sleep and I'll tell, actually, I'll tell you the full one. Cause I didn't even tell you the whole dream. I just gave you a quick version. But, um, so from what I remember, man, I, um, I wake up and I'm like on this weird beach. It's like, there's colors, but it's like almost like a gray world, right? It's like a weird gray world. And it's, I, I don't want to say it's like a dark dimension of like, I, that. that is my, my dark dimension is like the understanding I had of it. I, I, I don't really know how to explain, but it's like weird. There's some colors, but they weren't very like bright colors. And I'm on a beach and then my buddy comes up to me my buddy Josh comes up to me. He's like, Oh, you made it. And I was like, made it where he's like, okay, well we better get going. So I was like, all right, cool. And then he kind of like, just, I start following him, but he fades away. And then like, like a snap, I'm like in walking into this movie theater with my buddy Cody. And then we go into this movie theater and everyone's sitting down and he's like, and he, he, he hands me a remote and he's like, pick what you want to watch. And he's playing a game with me. And he, I was like, what do you mean pick? And there's like, the whole movie theater is loaded dude with like 30 something people. And um, he's telling me like, I was the one that got to pick whatever movie all these people in the movie theater got to watch. And he's playing this game when in reality, what it was, was everyone has a remote, but this, this movie theater was special. Like you can go sit in a movie theater and then you get to pick from like a whole bunch of movies like Netflix, right? You can just scroll through Netflix, pick whatever show movie you want to watch but like the technology in this movie theater, it would project in your mind and you would get to watch whatever movie you wanted, but it was only specific to you, but the guy next to you could be watching something totally different. Oh, and he was playing a, yeah, it was pretty sick, but he was playing a game because I didn't know that. And he knew that I didn't know that. And then what I kind of was aware, like, like at that point, like I was like dreaming Cause I was like, Oh, he's fucking with me. And like there, and it seemed like he was like intelligent or something. I, I, I was like picking up on these weird cues that this was like more than just like a dream. I don't know how to really explain it, but and he's playing this joke on me. He's like, Oh, I'm just fucking with you. I'm going to watch this movie. You watch that movie. So we watch the movie and we walk out and we walk out the movie theater and we're in like this mall and we're going down the mall. And we're about to exit. And he's like, Hey, come on, let's go. And then there's like this food court. And then I see, another version of him and his roommate sitting there eating like chips and dip or something in this food court. And I'm like, and I tug on the, the, the one I'm with, I was like, Hey, Hey, is that you over there? Is that that at you from another universe? And he was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's me. Let's go say what's up. And like the funny thing about it too, as I was walking past, I, we both made eye contact. My buddy 
that um, was sitting in the food court, the other version of him, he like looks at me and gave me like a nod. Like he knew that I knew, I don't know how to explain it. It's a really tough thing to explain, but like, he like, gave me, like he knew that I was like aware that there was another version of him. And so we go over and we start chatting about like, Hey, we're in like a, another part of time and space. And um, yeah. And that was pretty much the end of it from what I remember. I think after that, like it just right back to, I think I woke up, but yeah. So, yeah, so like a dream. Yeah, it was, it was, it's by far one of the most badass dreams like I've ever had in my life. And I've told it so many times, like I will not forget that dream because it was a <laughs> profound experience for sure. And it, and it's those kind of experiences that, and, and you know, that it could be all woo woo, man. Like, I'm not sitting here saying that this is, this is like, Hey, this is the proof right here that this is all real. But I feel like as I get older and I hear like, there's, there are these kind of quantum theories and all the stuff that's kind of leaning towards these ideas that maybe it's not woo woo. Maybe there is something and maybe there isn't, I don't know. But um, I mean, I without a doubt though, it's, it's worth investigating. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I hope, I hope it's, I hope there, um, there is something to it because I, what do you, what do you think we would learn from that? Like, what do you think if, if say all this is true, right? What do you think the outcome or what do you think the impacts? I'll let you just run wild with it. Like, what do you think? How do you think philosophy would be broken down? Like the way we view ourselves, the way we interface in this, our current plane of existence. What do you think it does? Like, what do you think we learn from it? You think there's more than just, I don't know, you go just, I'll I'll give the the steering wheel over to you for a minute and let you just go wild. I mean, I guess, uh, I guess, and uh and tyler sorry uh but i'll have to go soon so this will probably be my my last note on it oh you're good man um but i guess in the most imaginative and and best kind of view i could put it in is if we understand this connection between our consciousness and in the physical world then i mean to me the the limits are fuck man it's there there hardly are any limits right (laughs) um to me, I think one of the most immediate things would be if we could have some kind of entanglement with this this quantum world, this this uh, world of basically just information, then we might be able to extract any information that we want about the physical world, which would be just insane. It would not only give us guidance on what to do in our social interactions and, and um, things of that sort, but also... Um, you know, technological advances. Mm -hmm. So it basically would be a, you could call it a higher brain, higher state of consciousness. But Mm -hmm. to me, I think that would be in the realm of possibilities. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be beneficial for not only humanity, but also for, for this world as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you said you had to go, so I'm not, I'm not going to, Oh, we can end it on that. And um, I appreciate you um, you doing this with me, man. And um, I hope I yeah, hope this again, dude. I, I really, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, next time I'll yeah, be dude. a little bit more prepared with some uh, better questions. <laughs> oh, no problem. It was fun yeah. chatting. Yeah, I kind of, I think, I, I think I also asked you a lot of stuff the other day, and um, I wanted to make it kind of genuine. I didn't want to re- regurgitate the same stuff over, you know. But um, yeah, no problem. Um, 
yeah, let's definitely do this again. And definitely um, either I need to come out to Albuquerque or um, vice versa or both even. Um, yeah, that sounds good, man. I mean, we live so close, so might as well. Hell yeah. I leave to I leave to Cali here next week, I think it is. But uh, we'll we're here in about 10 days. But um, I'll connect with you when I get back and we'll, we'll do something. All right, man. Well, have a good time in Cali. Yeah, you too, man. Hey, I appreciate it. You take care. You too, brother. Peace. All right, man. Well, 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 here we are again, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes today's episode, and yeah, 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 hey, as I've mentioned before, um, all this couldn't be made possible without my good buddy, Mr. Sean Miller, man, Sean, you're an awesome dude, he is a Dallas-based editor that works on a very big variety of stuff, from commercials to music to all kinds of stuff involving production. Man, Sean, thank you so much. Love you, Bubba. And uh, of course, um, my good friend, the all-star, Kelly Brandon. Go check out her charity. I'm going to leave links in, sorry, links in the show notes for you folks to go check out. Kelly runs a non-for-profit charity called Grace Within Me that helps the homeless and foster children. Uh, it's like a buffer um, between um, the facilities that homeless and foster children are in and out of to help get them what they need, i.e. toothpaste, hygiene stuff, so on and so forth. Guys, thanks for tuning in. See you later, folks. Later. <laughs>